It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hey everybody, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter, here with my co-host. Finally, it's like a reunion, a family reunion, reunion, I can't even speak. I'm so excited. Quentin Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore. Quentin. It's it's good to be back. It's so good to be back. I can't even tell you the last time we did a pod together. But, like never. But since we've been apart, we've both been doing some really good stuff. You had some great content with the guy Troy and Bryna. So you got is that am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Bri- Troy and Bryna. Bryna, um, okay, yeah. Me- media friends at um Cap me- One. Media Row so Squad. Love it. Y'all are um, y'all. Oh, was it Bloggers Row? I got it. it. Yeah, Bloggers Row. Bloggers Row. Bloggers Row. And um we had Tony East from Locked On Pacers the other day, and he's also done Wizards Media before, so it was great to kind of get his insight on the game that we blew a team out, so that was um, (laughs) very fun. But today we're here to talk about the game last night. There was a game last night? (laughs) (laughs) Who who played? Um, Actually, there was, and unfortunately, I was there. Every step of the way, the Wizards lost to the Bucks 115-131. That was expected. However, I will start this podcast on a positive note. Thomas Sadoransky stuffed Brooke Lopez. And that was, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, was that, <laughs> that was the highlight of my year, I think. I And I, I said to myself, I'm just like, if he does this again this game I'm gonna pack up my stuff and leave like I don't know how I'm gonna recover from that like the whole game I was shook I didn't know I mean I knew Thomas Sadoransky has that in him but I didn't think he was capable of pulling it out on Brooke Lopez so Tomas is starting to wall out like he he's like a lot of these guys him and uh Thomas Bryant they're both getting a little more comfortable with this extended playing time like we know what we can get out of Tomas Sadoransky uh he showed us last year but he has some sneaky bunnies. And and last night, the game started with Milwaukee with two straight turnovers. And for the Wizards to capitalize like that, get out early to a little 4-0 lead. And Tomas had a poster. I was like, this might be a really good night. And then after the timeout, it was just all downhill from there. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will say about this game, I don't feel like the Wizards played bad. I mean, they had six players in double figures. It wasn't enough to beat the Bucks. Obviously, 
when you have a guy like Giannis, who's so big and strong, you can't stop him and you won't stop him. A team like this is not capable of stopping him. I mean, 37 points and, you know, after the game, I got to hear from Giannis and he just kind of said, you know, we're just having fun. Like we're not, you know, trying to coming in a game, you know, thinking about winning. It's just we're working together and we're having fun and we're just getting the job done and that's it. And M- must you know be that nice. that must be nice being the number 1 seed. And I don't want to spend too much time recapping the game, but as a fan, like I've got to say, this was probably a playoff preview if the Wizards are able to snag the eighth seed Dear and God. make it into the playoffs. And this honestly terrifies me. Like I don't want to see this matchup. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's worth getting a seed to watch us kind of unravel. And yes. I, I know that this is going to be a shock for a lot of people considering yes. <laughs> yes. Quinn's like finally you're getting it we got her we <laughs> hey DC we got her we got her she just said that she does not think it's worth it if they gonna get blown out like this and this is just it's just it is what it is it is what it is I don't I know it's crazy it's crazy coming from me because I'm not one to say things like that but you know a couple months ago we weren't sure how this was going to play out, but we're still in this situation where it, this roster together is just not working. It's not it, enough. Something it's, needs something. It's not that we're not working as a team well. It's just it's not enough to go on a legitimate playoff run. And it would be nice to make the playoffs. I think if the Wizards did make the playoffs, like cool, like that's a good. Thing. You know, that speaks for itself considering Dwight is out, John Wall's out, and, you know, the players still were able to get in there. But I don't feel that this should be the Wizards' main goal to make the playoffs. Last night, Giannis looked upstairs to Ted Leonsis and Ernie Grunfeld, and he gave them a Greek middle finger. That's what he did. Because he's oh. heard, he heard Ted Leonsis in, in, in France or London. France, whatever you want to call it. And he heard Ted saying, you know, this team, we can compete. We just want to get in the playoffs. Because it used to be we want to compete for the Eastern Conference Finals. It actually used to be we want to be NBA champions. Then it was want to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And now the expectations keep lowering right. and lowering. And that now it's just we want to make it into the playoffs. Like making it to the playoffs is a big deal. And yes, okay, you've but been I in the don't playoffs want last this. you've been in the playoffs the last four to five seasons. Like that's something to I guess chalk it up to. But if you're organization and your team is not progressing then what does it matter if you're going to get blown out like this to the milwaukee bucks mind you the first time the wizards played the bucks they were without Giannis and they got a w and a lot of people were saying like this is a good w blah blah, blah. and i was like you know i'm always I, I i take on the role of you know uh negative nancy debbie down like i'm cool with that um but i was just saying this is a very different team without a, their best player Giannis is so good mind you he's an mvp candidate that with him on the floor versus with him off the floor, it's night and day. Like, you can still have really good players, but Giannis sets up so many things for the rest of that team because he's such a force down low. Brogdon is open for three. Middleton is open for three. All these guys have more space when everybody's keen in on Giannis. So for him to come out last night, and my, they didn't even have their starting point guard in Eric Bledsoe, who is a, a really – he can still score the ball, and he's a great defender. So some of those points that, that Tomas got last night, he might have not gotten if 
Eric Bledsoe was on him, or even if he was on Bradley Beal. So to be down their starting point guard, Giannis almost had more free throws than the entire Wizards team combined. He made 17 of 17. He had 17 of their 24 free throws as a team. that's just absurd, you know? It's crazy. You're at home. You can't let um, an away team get to the line like that and and just convert. I mean, it's 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 absurd. So and can to, we just talk about their three-pointers? 43%, yeah. 17 out of 39. I mean... There's just no stopping that. This team, the Wizards are, and I know this is going to hurt, the Wizards are not capable of stopping a team like that. And to be honest with you, I don't know if they're capable of stopping any of the seeds right now. Because, you know, this this roster is great. I mean, we are not, the Wizards are not performing that well. But it's not enough. This team isn't working on a consistent level to make this happen. So, of course, I would love to see the Wizards make a playoff run. Whatever, sure, make the playoffs, play some games. But this shouldn't be what the team is concerned about or what they're talking about right now. I feel like the Wizards need to make some roster changes and they really need to think about okay I mean obviously I don't think there's anybody on this team that like needs to get out immediately you know I mean like there's some players that are more tradable than others I can't say what the best move would be but we need a change because this isn't going to happen and you know I'm concerned also about Dwight Howard I don't think he's coming back this season I have I have no I have no um, indication that he's coming back this season. And it's, it's all perspective. That's it's a all problem. Because you know? one, Brad, if when John Wall went out, it was already like, okay, if this team can kind of hold it together enough to be in the playoff contention, maybe a five, six seed, maybe even just be an eight, seven seed, Dwight Howard have something to come back for. But now, not only is it not in the team's best interest to bring him back because he has a player option next year. Like, why put him out there to struggle with the team might not even make the playoffs? But for Dwight Howard as a player in his own career, Dwight Howard is still trying to protect his own legacy, protect his own pockets. It's no reason he comes back this season. Because when he was on the floor for like 10, maybe 12 games, he looked decent. He was not terrible. He did nothing to raise or drop his stock. So it's, it, it would make no sense for him to return this season. But on the terms of like making the playoffs and things of that nature, the organization is operating so short-sighted. Like, making the playoffs is not the issue here. It's not the issue here. When you have to look at it realistically, this team making the playoffs now does not set them up for success two years down the line, three years down the line. And that's what organizations are doing better than the Wizards. They're looking for the future. Ted and Ernie are looking at right now, and it's not right now. It's not possible It's right no now. way. This team will get ran out. The, and I love Bradley Beal. He is a, a tier under superstardom in terms of NBA players. You have players like LeBron James, James Harden, um, Paul George, Anthony Davis. Those Steph Curry, those guys can power a team that doesn't have a lot to win some finals um, series. Win, I mean, win some playoff series, get to the finals. Bradley Bill's right under that. He's there with like DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, he's a, he's a really good player, but he does not have enough to make this 
run in the playoffs even he hasn't feasible gotten to that point in his career yet. exactly and it, it's close though it's close but he has a lot of work to do and when he's just not he, it's not in the right situation for him to flourish like that and yeah everything looks good like everybody eats sounds good when john wall just initially goes out and the wizards have a 10 game span where teams are trying to figure out how they operate without their all-star point guard so it's going to be a little more difficult to guard that team but after you get 10 game tape on a team without their starting point guard and you realize that bradley bill is the only one that's really a threat and he's playing 40 minutes a game the all you have to do is key in on bradley bill now you see him picking rolls he's getting double teamed they're they're giving him hard elbows they're shoving him they're doing they're making it more difficult for him to operate and getting a lot of physical attention from defenders while playing 40 plus minutes a game and being tasked with being the playmaker it's just outrageous it's too much it's too much and that's like lebron is a different tier he can play 40 minutes a game get beat up because he's so big but still be physical and act as a playmaker for his team and still get buckets because it's a different tier player bradley bill is nothing against him it just it's not enough so I do feel like he will get on that level one day. He definitely has the potential to, but right now, where it's just not happening. And as far as tanking goes, I don't think any team with all stars should tank. Okay, I just don't feel that way. But at the same time, we're looking. The organization is looking at this as okay. Our goal is to make the playoffs, but then what you know like we have to do something i mean they need to do something because i I know this team is going to make the playoffs it's you know they i mean i don't know for sure but it's like okay well that's not a far-fetched goal but we need to look into the future and you have to look as far as far as the you know everybody eats thing i just want (laughs) i mean i just want to say you know yes John Wall has been a problem on some levels these past you know couple or this season last season but you know they are not better without John Wall they've been winning some games but it's yes they're better without John Wall when he's injured or when he's injured and he's on the floor he's not as effective he we can't have him out on the court while he's injured when he's healthy I mean honestly he makes the team look amazing. He makes everyone around him better, and we've seen that. And, you know, for fans to start this everybody eats thing, you know, a second season in a row when we saw what happened last season, you know, this the team went on a run. The team did well for a while. And then it was back to, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is horrible. We're running into a similar situation here. Although we are winning a lot of games I'd say this season is slightly better than last season because I feel like they've adjusted to to their play without John Wall. But the, I don't want to hear this everybody eats thing anymore because it's like, no. Like, yeah, they distribute, they're very good at distributing the ball, but we're not getting um, the success that we need for this team. And it's just, <clears throat> yeah, it's just very frustrating to watch. In a nutshell, Scott, if we're going to talk about it, Scott Brooks won. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Good Lord. <laughs> we're like all clearing our throats coming yeah. off of a sickness. Scott Brooks is, his offense is isocentric. So it puts a lot of focus on players that are really good in one-on-one situations to get buckets for themselves. And the reason why Bradley Bill's been able to pick up the slack is because this year, and since he's been under John uh, Scott Brooks, he has learned to be better off the dribble. He's learned to be to create a shot better and do things of that nature. And when you have a good stroke 
like he does, it makes him even more of a dynamic player. However, when you the reason John Wall flourishes is because he's a great one-on-one basketball player. Like he can't shoot the ball the greatest, but he can make you miss. He can get past you. He's fast enough to blow by you. That's why John Wall works in this offense. That's why Bradley Bill has been working in this offense. And the rest of the players are not capable of performing one-on-one like that then it makes an issue for you to have sustained success that's why when bradley bill is not going off at every junction of the quarter the team lacks because there's not tomas sadaransky is not a iso one-on-one basketball player trevor reza is not an iso one he's a catch and shoot three and d guy so styles make fights and the style of this offense does not help the role players on this team but it does help the stars on this team get to a level of stardom that they have reached so when you're looking at it, no, this team is not better without John Wall. But it's this is a, a a viewpoint and the outlook that the organization, the front office, has to change in terms of you have to look down the line at what this team is and what it is not. So we have to adjust <clears throat> the offense to what we have. Yes. And it's not, right now, it's not you successful. Ha- it's, to- it's extremely topsided because only John Wall and Bradley Bill flourish, like really flourish in Scott Brooks' system because they're more talented than their counterparts. What do you do as a coach to, to elevate the worst player on your team to be the best? You're only as good as your worst player on the team. Golden State, their worst player on the team is like Jonas Recpo or something, like guys that can shoot the three, they're really good, Sean Livingston, like guys that are really good. If your worst player can't get easy buckets on your team, it's going to be hard for you to compete with a team that has the most wins in the NBA with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Wizards are now 22 and 30 before the All-Star break. You've lost 30 games before All-Star break. You said there were no excuses and your goal was to win 50 games. That's not going to happen this year. So what do you do? I'm not saying like the whole tank thing. Actually, no, I am saying there's no reason why you try to push for the playoffs to get blown out. Milwaukee showed you what they'll do to you without their starting point guard last night. And they're going to have home floor advantage. And that's exactly why I said, I said, you know, I'm not a, I don't believe they should tank, but at the same time, I don't think the goal should be making the playoffs. I think the goal should be revamping this team in a way to set them up for success. And if that's Scott, Scott Brooks, if Scott Brooks needs to um, change the way, the style of play to make it work, fine. Um, but but that's also, the thing. he doesn't. He doesn't change. I don't know if he will do that. He's so been we're, the same we're since Oklahoma here, City. Guys. That's why they got. They had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma and City. It wasn't able to. And happen. you couldn't win a ring. And the same. I went back and read articles from back when he was on the team, was coaching OKC, and got fired. And they said, "What does he do well? What does he not do well?" They said he's a leader of men. Players respect him as a coach. But they said that he depends too much on his star players. He doesn't run enough sets. And that was back when he was in Oklahoma City. This is 2019. He's it's the same. And we're thing. still in a similar situation. And now you have and now you don't have players as talented as Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. So now it's okay, you were able to talent your way to the finals with three once in a lifetime players that will be first ballot ballot Hall of Famers. Now you have Bradley Bill and John Wall, who are really, really good players, but they're no Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, or James Harden. So it's just you have to change. And if I'm if I'm the Wizards organization, I've said this before. Bradley Bill is an all-star. Bradley Bill would be playing in the all-star game. Stop playing him 40 minutes a game. Whether you want to categorize this tanking or not, stop playing him 40 minutes a game. 
You develop your young guys like Jordan McRae, Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant. Get them more playing time because you want to make the worst players on your team the best they can be. Get them more playing time. And if that leads to losses, you're already losing and Bradley Bill's playing 40 minutes a game. So what's the difference? Stop putting so much stress on his legs and his body. It's wear and tear. Protect his longevity. Don't try to get into the playoffs and get blown out by the, the Bucks, And then you end up getting pick 16 in the draft. And then it's, it's no point because you didn't even want to play your lottery pick in Thomas and uh, Troy Brown Jr. So why don't you try to get a top five pick and fire Scott Brooks and fire Ernie Grunfeld? Because Ted Leone just kind of tipped his hand on the radio on WTOP. He said making the playoffs is important. Regardless if we think that's important or not or if that's how Ernie should be judged, if he should have been gone, that's fine. But he was saying making the playoffs is important. If we don't make the playoffs, I consider that a failure. If that's the failure that pushes him over the edge on Ernie Grunfeld, so be it. Protect Bradley Bill at all costs. Get a draft pick. Get Ernie the F out of here. And you can move. If you want to keep Scott Brooks, I don't know if a new GM would come in and probably not keep Scott Brooks, if we're going to be honest. But if you get a new GM and get rid of Scott Brooks and elevate these guys in an offense that they can succeed in and play better defense and a coach that they respect, you protect the longevity of this team for two, three, four years down the line. But you can't trust Ernie Grunfeld to make the decisions on where this team should be going. He's been the head of this thing longer than I've been alive for, for the most part. So you gotta change things around, man. It's, it's not gonna work like this. It's really not. We are begging <clears throat> for a change. And although Ted is not going to trade any of our star players, there is an option that has been brought up in trade rumors and when we come back we will have that for you stick around the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm Becca here with Quentin, and we are just discussing this madness that surrounds this Wizards team. Ted Leonsis has no intention to trade Wall, Beal, Otto, but there is a rumor I call that BS. I feel like... I call BS on that. You call BS. Yeah. Well, there is a rumor that the Trailblazers have spiked a little bit of interest in Otto. And that would lead to the Wizards getting a potential first round pick with a couple of other players. And I value Otto a lot. I really think that sometimes people underrate him, but I feel like his injuries are an issue and the fact that his contract is an issue to me. And I don't think that would be a bad move, if I'm being real with you, so. Becca, let me tell you something. I'm about to get told, you guys. I Well, first, let me let me start off on it. My BS on not trading uh, Wall Bill or Auto has nothing to do with Waller Bill. It has everything to do with Auto Porter. Now, mm-hmm. as a president, 
there is never it's never in the history of basketball have you been at a press conference and they've asked you or do you plan on trading the three highest paid players of course you're gonna say no exactly he's gonna come out he's gonna say i don't have any tension whether he really believes it or not it's really none of our business because he's not gonna tell the public what he's gonna do regardless he said I think him and Ernie Grunfeld said in the offseason that once they traded March and Gortat that they were fine with having Yamahimi starting at center for the season. And then a week later, Dwight Howard was here. So come on, they're not going to tell us what they're going to do. I respect that. Now, of course. Now, if they are offering, the Portland Trailblazers are offering a first round pick for auto. And some players to sweeten the deal. My man, this shouldn't even be a conversation. Otto Porter is a $106 million man. He is making $26 million this year. He's the highest paid player on the Wizards right now. Otto. And, and this is not... People... Uh, I'm not hard on Otto. Because it's a lot of players that are on this team right now that are going to get traded somewhere, are going to leave, and they are going to be flourishing in their new system. Otto Porter is my prime example. Otto Porter is not a one-on-one ISO basketball player. That's not his game. That's not what he was drafted to be. He's a three and D guy. That's what he was coming out of Georgetown. He will get traded somewhere, and, and he Wiz- will do amazing. He's gonna do fine. And Wizards fans are gonna be like, "Wow, he didn't do that." Yeah, that's what's gonna happen because well, this you don't is a pattern. You this don't put him in the right situation. Yeah. So every player that sticks with us and then <clears throat> leaves, they go somewhere else and they're utilized in a way that they weren't here. I mean, it's just that's just how it is. Otto's gonna be big time because you can't tell me that. Otto Porter does not have the potential to be as good as Chris Middleton, who's no, an all-star Otto this Porter year. is an amazing player. But he's just in the wrong system, and that's all it is. So if you're going to – it depends on what Ted wants to do because if you're going to sit here and allow Scott Brooks to keep coaching this team or to keep running this organization, then, okay, yeah, ship, ship Otto out to Portland, get you two first-round picks. I, I know Portland's really good, so the, that first-round pick is probably going to be mid-level, maybe even – kind of like on the bottom half of the draft, but have two first-round picks, don't F that up. Don't F that up. You can get possibly a top five to ten pick and then get you like a Romeo Langford, Bowl Bowl, a Kevin Porter, some of these guys that are really good coming from smaller schools that can really help this team and give you depth on a team. Like, you're building for the future. If you're, you have to buy into the rebuild. Get two first-round picks for a guy that's taking up $26, $27, $28 million for the next three, four years and take that off the books. It's not... That's why I can't believe it. Because if it's, if this is really what's going on, and it's what's on the table from Portland, we should this should be old news. The green like, light should have been on like yesterday. Yeah, it's old news. So we'll see. But if this we have what today's February third, trade deadline mm-hmm. is in four days, three p.m. I I love Auto as a player. I think he has great potential. His injury He's history amazing. is a little is is a little rough, but he will go somewhere and be really good. And to put him on a contender like Portland. That, that'd be a good look for him to rebuild his career. And uh, for the Wizards... They'd have a big three. Yeah, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, Otto and Porter. Otto. And they have what? They have Nurkic down low. That would be really a crazy good. threat. I mean, but, yeah. yeah, that team, the, I'd love to watch that team. Yeah. I they'd, love Otto, like Georgetown represent. But um, I'm looking at this trade and I'm thinking, hey, this isn't a bad idea. Now, the Wizards... <laughs> They better not give up. Don't if they make any trades, do not give up any picks. If they give up no picks, more picks, I will not be on this podcast. I'm telling you right now. Like Becca, we should be selling. Come on, it's no, no reason why you no should give up any picks. picks. No, please, basketball gods. No, we need our picks. I'm sorry. Um, 
Yeah, but this trade, I'd be with it. I'd yeah. be, I mean, hey, we've got to do something. You got to get some cash Bottom space. line. We, got, we, we have to do something. And this is not a bad move. And if we can get, get you know, that cap space, that's huge. Yeah. So, what do you think I'm about, sorry. what do you think about, um, Otto was one trade rumor. Now you have your expirings like Jeff Green and Trevor Reza. Do you think Jeff Green will be traded before the trade deadline? Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I think the Wizards value him not just for the productivity that he brings during the game, but his veteran leadership. And the Wizards rely heavily on veteran um, presence. So I don't see that happening. Do you think the Wizards and like Trevor Reza or Jeff Green more? I think they're they're more signing with Jeff Green. Jeff Green. I mean, they were desperate to get Ariza back here. But I think that Jeff Green has demonstrated over the season that he's a huge asset to this team. I really think they like Trevor Reza more, but Jeff Green has been way more productive since he's been mm-hmm. here. So if they were, if like, because teams now are loading up for the playoffs, they're looking for those veteran guys to add some that veteran presence. That have presents. been there before yeah, and they, there need, before, they need it them. Can produce and things of that nature. So I think... If one of those expirings gets traded, I think Jeff Green is gone first. Because you can all you can get more for Jeff Green. He's just he's exhibited that he's really good all year long. And they are, have this weird fascination with turning back the clock and having Trevor Reza here at 30 something years old. So I think they'd let Jeff Green go before Trevor Reza. So if there if there's an expiring contract to get traded. I would look at that would just kill me. I would look at Jeff Green. Jeff Green. I would definitely look at Jeff Green to be gone before Trevor Reese is gone. So that's my. I think Otto does get traded, and I think if they make another trade, Jeff Green is gone before Trevor Reese. That's my predictions for the for the trade deadline. <clears throat> well, I don't have any predictions, <laughs> but if Jeff Green leaves, I will be very upset. I feel like he's so that good. is somebody that is somebody that should not be on the table right now. He's so good. But he's then, so great. When, when you're thinking about it, though, he's an expiring contract. He is. So if you can get assets for him, if you can get picks for him, if you, it's it's kind of like that's why it's so weird to judge what will happen because this team is so adamant about making the playoffs. Like, they have such a weird fascination with making the playoffs this year with an undermanned, undercoached team that, okay, well, if you're ready to rebuild – Training a Jeff Green or Trevor Reza for picks or, or something like that, some younger guys, is a no-brainer. But if you're but really... But they're not looking at it from a rebuild perspective. Yeah, if you're they're pressed to thinking, make the playoffs, then you're, it's, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because now what? You're going to play out the rest of the season with Jeff Green and Trevor Reza. Reza goes to L.A. to join LeBron and whatever players are going to be with LeBron. And then you're going to be stuck with... You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just not profitable in the long run. I don't care how much Bradley Bill loves and, and John Wall love Trevor Reza. They're grown men at this point. Like, yeah, it was cool to have them as a good, like, mentor when the season first started, um, when, when their careers first started. But they don't need Jeff Green to play to pay, play babysitter with them seven years into their career. Like, it's it's just it's false. It's just false advertising. It's a short-sighted move. So I think Otto does get moved. If Portland offers at first, oh, my gosh, I will go crazy. Please take it. I would say it. go for it. Please take it. But you got to think about what they might send in, though. Like, it, Evan Turner, maybe Myers Leonard, Mo Harkless, or 
somebody. So we'll see. That's my Wizards fans, we need to know your thoughts on this trade rumor. We need to know your thoughts on the season. We want to hear everything. Hit us up on Twitter. You can hit up the podcast at Locked On Wizards. Quentin at TOQM underscore. I'm at Becca MVP. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's been a great podcast. Very insightful, very informative. I'm proud of this podcast. I'm glad to have a podcast with Quentin and I on it because it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you soon. See you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.